The Lave Radio Project was our last best hope for news. A self-contained podcast two hours long, located in neutral territory. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads, community members and developers. A shining beacon in space, all alone on a Tuesday night. It was the dawn of the third chapter of Elite. The year's space legs came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Ladian stations. The year is 3307. The name of the place? Lave Radio. Everyone, greetings, commanders, and welcome to episode 337 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Tafaya, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford. And joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode, we have our Head of Health and Safety, um, Ben Moss Woodward, otherwise known as Commander Aid Levice. Sally's back! <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, we also have our staff liaison, that is Commander Psychit. Hi, Sally's back. <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, we also have our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello, Sally Who? Ouch. And um, our Tech Monkey, uh, Commander Ventura, is on sound tonight. Hello. Hello. Right. Um, if you wish, you can join us in game. We are in in game somewhere. Ben, where are we tonight? I at the moment I am with the lovely Hesperus. Mm-hmm. Um, I may or may not be popping into Odyssey as well. Yeah. But yeah. At the moment, I'm with the Hes- with the Hesperus, and I'm also crazy excited that we get Dredges finally in game. Yeah, I know. I must admit, oh. I will... again, again. Well. Officially. Officially. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. Um, yes, so, but if you can't get to us in-game, you can always join us in the Twitch chat, which you can access through radio.com slash live. Click on the live chat. Go straight to twitch.tv slash radio, live radio rather, uh, or live radio on YouTube, or live radio in Facebook. We're there, the lot of us. So we'll quickly go round the team the crew, see what they've been up to. Uh, we'll start with Ben this week. Uh, what have I been doing? I've been playing Odyssey, uh, smelling around the Hesperus, they're playing Sea of Thieves, playing No Man's Sky, um, 
playing Among Us, and then not getting a haircut yet. Right, nothing new there. No, not really. Nothing new there then. Okay, Psykit, uh, what have you been mucking about with? Playing Odyssey, playing. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, I've heard that other games do exist. I've forgotten. It's been that long since I've played any other games in Elite. <laughs> um, I had, I had some. Um, uh, for if for anyone who might not know, I have um, uh, lots of different chronic pain things that go on, and I had a really, really good breakthrough with regard to my chronic pain over the weekend where I was productive even though I I was in pain so it was a really good weekend for that but then nothing else happened (laughs) that's about it oh that's kind of good but glad to hear at the same time yeah it's it's a bad thing but also a really good thing because it feels like I've got more of a mental handle on everything which is always nice nice (laughs) wish I had a mental handle on anything to be honest with them Shan Oh, well, let me see. Out of game, I've been doing relatively boring stuff, such as identifying the circuits in the house that need to be hooked up to the solar batteries so that if the power goes off, those parts of the house don't. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been, well, we'll talk about Odyssey stuff later, so I'm going to leave what I've been doing Odyssey till later. But uh, today I decided to try out. Do you remember we talked about the AFK Type 10 thing for making money? Oh, yes, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, so I, I got my Type 10 and decked it out according to what the spec was to see exactly how efficient it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be fair, it's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was quick. I mean, yes, I get you can go to sleep overnight and you may wake up with 50 million credits. But because uh, I, did, I did three hours of bounty hunting in a, in a Hazrez mm. and three hours of watching paint dry my type nine cheat things and my kill and earning rate playing the game properly was way in advance of what this type 10 could do so yes if you want to go to sleep and wake up to some money i guess you can do it but it ain't fun it ain't efficient and it's cheesy <laughs> yeah i mean to say the truth the whole point about that is that you just basically go to bed and come back richer isn't it is, you know, you don't want to just sit there sh- watching your ship do all the work for you. Well, I worked out the fuel. Uh, I worked out the fuel consumption rate, and, and you can't go AFK all night or for several hours because you can run out of fuel. Mm. So, as I say, if, if that's people's thing, then fine, but not efficient in terms of credits per hour. According to Little Biggin, you missed a trick. Apparently, you're no, I did to... stack the match. I did stack. Oh, you did stack them. I, I, I did all that, and it was still. To, to be fair, I spent long. That I included this running around stacking missions in my earnings per hour calculations. <laughs> so in depth calculations, lovely. Well, I wanted to test it. You know, could, could it? Did it work? What was the rate? And as I say, if you want a minimum amount of combat effort. Mm. It kind of works, but I think I'd uh, I think I'd rather reach elite the proper way on my other accounts because yeah you know <laughs> yeah right well now that we're all well let's see what have I been up to um, basically alpha non alpha stuff and uh, work and I think that's about it although I did I have almost finished Mass Effect three for the, the third time. So, yeah, I'm going. I'm going to have to walk away 
and avoid the legendary edition. Otherwise, I'll I'll just just miss out on things again. So, what's in the legendary edition as opposed to the normal edition? Uh, they've basically redone all the graphics, uh, made it feel as if it's joined up between a lot more joined up between one, two, and three, and uh, all the DLCs and. Um, I think this the rumor is that they've made some changes to the the ending that makes it a little bit more palatable for some people. You mean it has one? Oh, we're not getting into the Mass Effect three ending debate again. This is an elite dangerous podcast. I'm not having that kind of salt <laughs> on here. So, um, what has been happening this week? What have the devs happening this week? Well, obviously, on Thursday, Odyssey Alpha Phase two dropped, and um, I think. I, I have to say it, my jaw dropped because for me, this basically took it up another level. I, I'm going to admit, I didn't really enjoy Alpha 1, not as much as other people have, but this one really kind of did it for me. Um, we'll just have a quick talk around the table. First impressions, Ben? Frontline's loads of fun. Um I'll agree with... I'm going to maintain what we said last week about the there are turds in the pool. Yep. Um, but I really do... I like what they've done with Frontline Solutions. Um, why the hell it's a Vulture and not a Dropship, I don't know. Could it be because it's a small a ship? Reason. Is it because it's a small ship? And a Dropship's a medium one? It's still called Dropship for a reason. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not called the federal gunship, for example. Yeah, you, can't have totally a federal, thing. you can't have a federal ship taking troops into battle in an imperial system. I mean, that's guaranteed to start a war, isn't it? <laughs> well, in that case, then we just need to have an imperial dropship too. Yeah, hang on. Would you mind just like making that as well, Frontier? That would be really great. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be dead easy for an imperial dropship. You just kind of paint it white. <laughs> and give it Make the lines a little smoother. Yeah. <laughs> oh no no no! Ship. I'm sorry. The dropship. You cannot make that look pretty. Oh, you can I, bet you that... I bet you they'll try. No, you could hand that over to Guatemala, and they just turn back and wait. Nope, that's beyond us. <laughs> Go on, take your turd of a ship back. Well, it'd, it'd be like the um, the equivalent of the Cybertruck, wouldn't it? You know, you look at all Teslas; they're all sleek and aerodynamic, and the Cybertruck is just angles so yeah you could why i could do a federal dropship just call it the cyber dropship or something <laughs> i don't know i just i've always seen the vulture as a heavy fighter yeah oh, that's what it's it. designed for that's what it's designed for isn't it it was a bit well, of a shock yeah. to actually get in one wasn't it yeah, uh, yeah. so saying that thought i love the whole putting us into the drop harnesses and then kicking us out the you know the cargo bay is mm. awesome I love the effect. I think when we get the whole combined arms thing working properly, that'll be amazing. Um, it's a bit iffy at the moment, I think. Yep, and we'll go into um, that probably in detail later. But, you know, <laughs> I, I'm really enjoying what we've got so far without diving in to everything too much. Otherwise, we'll just be talking about this all night, which we'll yes, we be will be anyway. <laughs> so, um, Psychic. Oh. I love it. It really, no. Okay, I'm going to be object. Try and be as objective as I can, but um, it really does scratch that um that itch 
that um, I, I miss I, I miss Counter-Strike so much. No, none of my friends play it anymore. It really scratches that itch. It feels um, when it when it works. And, and I mean, the, the difference between the low and the high is palpable. And I really like that. The high is m- much more of a struggle. And that is that's really good. It feels balanced. I, I, I just really like it. I think it's a lot of fun. Excellent. Shan. Um, are we deep diving no. now? We're not. Okay. First Fair enough. Okay. First impressions. Like you, Colin, it was good to get back in the ship yep. rather than sit in the back of a taxi all the time. Um, my main fun I've had in um, the phase two has been testing combat balance. I've, I've, and I've been doing experiments on Ben, TJ, Millstone Barn, and all sorts of people like that to test out the effects of various weapons and tactics mm-hmm. on players on the ground. Um, so as was noticed in the forum, dumbfire missiles are extremely effective against players. <laughs> and um, so I, we went into a conflict zone, and I was hovering above there with my Cobra, plus uh, mainly decked out with dumbfires, but also I had a plasma accelerator, mine launcher, and a cannon to test you know, stuff. And yeah, so I could just basically float around and rain death on people from afar. Um, um, so that, in what world, Shan? I didn't feel threatened once. Wilson Barn did. Your uh, Wilson um, Barn's a, a wimp. Anyway. Um, you, did not, you did no damage to me, and I was right next to MSB. So you did kill MSB once. A few times, two times. I, uh, <laughs> anyway, the, 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 the main fun I had this week was I, um, I, I jumped my SRV on top of a building in a conflict zone, and I could rotate the turret and basically make it a machine gun of death uh, for all the players <laughs> in there. So by using the MPV, by using the by trapping it in the structure of the roofs, mm-hmm. you could kind of glitch the hitboxes so you couldn't get got, but your SRV guns could just like shred everything. So that was that was very cackle worthy. <laughs> Yeah, it, the, I must admit the balance of this thing is well. It's it's a big, it's a big thing that we've all had. A, the had the a other thing we tried, argument about, yeah. But, the other thing, the other thing we tried was um, h- how far away can you get with a ship before the base starts turning on you? And it turns out that if you're less than about ten kilometers, mm-hmm. things, and if you try and do the hover and bomb it from range bit that's not terribly effective below uh, about 10 kilometers because the base will just get you so the the, the approach you have to use and the, I admit the cobra isn't the best ship for that but we, we can talk about that once we can actually test it um is to basically do strafing runs with dumb fires so you go as fast as you can strafe the place with dumb fires and then loop back out of range and you can you can do that a few times if you're if you're quick. Mm. What about uh, with the mines, Shan? How, yeah, how much my, yeah, non, yeah, mines look spectacular. I mean, they, they do sort of look amazing when they go off, but I, I didn't manage to get anyone okay. with mines. With mines. Um, plasma accelerator, you have to actually hit the player to do one. So splash damage, as we thought, would be minimized with plasma. But the dumb fires were were effective so long as I mean what they had done with slash damage and dumbfires is quite cool because if they they use the building to kind of act as a barrier 
for the splash damage. So the splash damage doesn't go through the building and get the player. So if they're out in the open, the splash damage is immense. If you're in an alleyway or otherwise sheltered in a in an alcove, the splash damage is reduced. Mm. Right. Um, well, let's uh, let's see what else has been um, happening. Obviously, one thing that did take me by surprise was that um, in small print or the pre-order on the PC, um, it says that the alpha ends on the 30th of April. Now, do you guys think that's the last time you can actually purchase the alpha? Or... Um, so you're actually weighed in on this on oh, the right. stream this evening. Yeah. Take it away, Psychic, then. Oh, sorry. The, yeah, no, Bruce said um, that he, he recognised someone in chat asking about it, and he said, um, with everything, it's all subject to change. Mm-hmm. So, like, w- with everything that we've heard from the Alpha so far, that's a placeholder date more than um, a date that is set in stone. It yeah. might be the last date that you can buy it mm-hmm. as the deluxe edition, but um, as far as, like, that... When, when didn't they drop hints that it was sometime mid-May when it would probably go live? That was a shareholders um, report that they did. They said they would be the end. They were looking at the end of May right. for, it, for it going live again. That could have changed as well. There, there hasn't been another. As far as I'm aware, there hasn't been another shareholders report go out. If there has, by all means. Yeah, I mean, they did publish the the uh, the uh, the plan, and yeah, phase four will come into come into being around the 30th of April, won't it? Where we've got the our existing commanders go into the Alpha. Phase 3 is starting on Thursday, so... Fingers crossed. According to, according to the plans, that was again confirmed that de- development aside, mm-hmm. it should be Thursday, um, right. that it will come out, which would mean... And they are aiming for weekly phases. They confirmed that as well. Mm. But, but that would mean that... Our commanders would get inserted to the game on the 22nd, which essentially still gives us enough time for it to end on the 30th. Again, that is definitely going to be subject to change. Mm, Definitely. Uh, Right. So, uh, if you want to get into the alpha, now's your chance. Um, Going through. What you wanted to say? Yeah, Yeah. sorry. Um, Just a quick thought what Sai was saying. The information they gave about being end of May, is that before they announced the console delay or is that after they it was announced? on that same on that same bit when they said we're gonna have the, the game out and then we're we're looking to get the consoles out. The I, I believe and I, I am shaky with this wording because it's a little while ago that I saw that but they, they were looking to get it out by the end of um end of May and then consoles as soon as possible after, I believe. That seems awfully quick. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, this this alpha is going through at quite a pace, isn't it? It's going through at quite a pace, but I don't feel anything's particularly rushed so far. I mean, you know, I sort of... I feel I've done everything that I felt I wanted to do in stage two, Mm. and now I'm just enjoying it. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, there was a um, an, a hot fix. Hot fix number three came out on Monday. Um, there does seem to be a pattern where what happens is they they do a, sort of like two or three hot fixes after a release, 
and then it seems that any other fee, any other fixes they do is held over until what comes along on the Thursday. So, um, yeah, uh, there was also a call for some focused feedback by uh, Bruce on the uh, on the forums. Um, he would like thoughts and suggestions on the current inv- inventory system. Um, things to consider are player inventories, which are suits, uh, ship inventory, consumables, engineering materials, and transferable items. Um, Shan. Yeah, what springs to mind with the current inventory system is, do you remember the scene in The Raiders of the Lost Ark where you've got the guy who's like, whirls his sword around and goes, hi, yeah, and then Indy just gets his gun out and shoots him. Well, the guy trying to get through with the swords is trying to access his inventory in Odyssey because <laughs> it, it's just unbelievably clunky. It just really is, and it needs a real rework because, you know, there's no... Ah, yeah. Have you tried quickly getting a med pack with a mouse? Can you play the Wheel of Fortune and hope you get on the right item in time? So the inventory and suit stuff is, yeah. Uh, engineering materials. I did some missions, but I'm leaving my thoughts on the engineering materials required until we get live, because at the moment it seems as though you have to do an awful lot of missions mm-hmm. to get enough to, to do that, because current missions give you two or three or however many of items you need, not just one. But I'm figuring that may well be a balanced thing, so I'm kind of leaving that one to, to that. Okay, Ben, just quickly. <laughs> While Shan takes a breath. Yep. So, yeah, uh, I did go and actually, Will was asked, not Will, God, I've, I've been talking to Will on Twitter, um, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't Will. It was. It was New Will. Uh, Zach. Uh, was it <laughs> Zach? Will. No. Uh, somebody was asking. Uh, what the issue and, was. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now seeing the advanced age of the device <laughs> beginning to kick in. Uh, somebody was asking. One of the CMs was asking about the what the issue was with the wheel. Mm. And I basically I went off and made a video, sort of cause some video like this is the problem with the wheel. We can't use the bloody thing. Try using a mouse. <laughs> yeah, it's like it. You can use your you can use your keys as yeah, well. Yeah, that's You can use WAS and D with them. Um, with the with the wheel that does health packs and yeah, why, why yes, it is clunky and difficult to use. I completely agree with you, but you can use um if you press down the the key for your wheel and then use A or D, you can quickly. Um, I'm I'm still jabbing between the two items because I've got both the wheel, I've got both my mice and the WASD keys, and if I press it. And let's say I want to get a diagonal, then mm. I'm pressing yeah. F and D. And it's like toggling between the 6 o'clock, the 5 o'clock, the 4 o'clock position. Oh, 100%. Like, it it, it is like, clunky. It, it, yeah. Where they it need the keys. They entirely need their own keys to be... Um, to yeah. be efficient, we need a we need a, a hotkey in the same way that we need a hotkey for turning that we've got a hotkey for turning our shields on and off. We need it for a med pack and a. Um, Let's face it, we've got a hotkey for eject or bloody cargo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. hotkey for 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 my help for healing. That'd be nice. <laughs> um, Shan, your second point. Um, yeah, well, the last thing I was going to say on this particular topic was about the transferring of items. And mm. I haven't I done think, that yet. Well, you so can't, I don't think. I didn't even know we could. 
You can. How? Oh, I, how yeah. Go on. How do how, how do we do this? What if we're like transferring items to and from your ship, Jimmy? Oh no, the players. Oh no, you can't do that. Why would you do that? You can't do that anyway. My point is, sorry, Colin. Yes, sorry, Colin. What transferring items would allow you to do is for someone to play a medic role or a support role, dropping ammo and stuff like that. So in, it, it just kind of makes a support role more viable. And there are lots of people who like playing support roles. So if you can drop items, you can play support. And that's an element of gameplay that you just can't do if you can't pass items to another player. Mm, yeah, I mean, I I thought they were going to people were going to be able to do that, but um, I'd, I'd love to see something like that in game. Mm. Um, so quickly moving on from there, obviously Tuesday we um, it's early. Oh, hang on, Ben, support you were wanting to talk about. Well, if we're going to get support, yes, okay, I want to give you health packs, but ideally I want to give you health or give you power. You know, I want to run up behind you and say transfer power from my suit to yours or something like that. You're not plugging anything into me, Ben. <laughs> I didn't say where I was plugging it. Um, or I want to be able to plug in, uh, give, you know, I want to somehow give you health packs and you know, run up behind you, give you a jab into your suit, which magically allows me to inject you with health. So you put a jab into my sealed suit, which now exposes it to the very thin atmosphere, it's, and it's I then go suit. flying around like a balloon. Or it could be there's a port on your suit. Yeah, a, a really nice, attractive port that he could plug into for sure. Uh, do, do you have any ports on your suit, Chan, for me to plug things into? I haven't even dared look at ports that you could use, Ben, but I, mean, I think the... the it is the demand is there or the requirement is there for some sort yeah. of support role I mean to yeah. be honest I wouldn't mind having you be able to plug in you know into someone else's suit to give them power or whatever because it's the classic kind of diver thing isn't it where they share the oxygen tank to survive and all that sort of stuff so I wouldn't mind that as long as it was at the expense of the other person's power or whatever mm-hmm. so, so so you like how care. you're you're I says one person running to and fro from a PowerPoint, taking all the power that they can, running back, plugging someone else in who's in the middle of a big firefight. Is that the... Something like that. Or even if yeah. you're exploring with, with with someone else, you know, if they haven't got enough oxygen, then you can share your oxygen you so they can get back. Or... Yeah, yeah, just long enough to be able to get the get your shit back and stuff like that. So the, yeah. the ground version of the fuel rats as well, to some extent. Yeah. Why not? That's I mean, a really cool idea. I, mean, I really like that. And, and especially if it get, <laughs> if it gets, you know, like power either from our ships or from our SRVs. Mm. I think these would be great things. One thing I've noticed, actually, talking about power, have you guys done any of the scavenger missions? Um, especially the one, the crashed SRV, not the SRV, the crashed fighter. I've come across a crash fighter. Okay. Oh, is is this the one with the missions that we saw in the Obsidian Ant video with? Uh... I don't know if it's a mission, but it's a. If you go and if you visit a crashed fighter, mm-hmm. you can use your welder, your cutter thing, to take off the fighter's top panel, and that's got you know, the same power unity things that we plug into the bases. Yes, it has, and um, you can also find certain 
If you find SRVs, they've got panels on the back of them that you can cut off with an art cutter. And there's okay, yeah. lovely little bits in, in there. However, when you do discover one of these SRVs, you will find a cowboy, a dead cowboy. <laughs> yes. Now, I don't I know. I found two dead cowboys lying on top of each other. Mm. I don't know what they're doing there. I can't You've not seen Brokeback Mountain, do you not know? <laughs> <laughs> I just can't quit you. Anyway, um, <laughs> I do wonder whether or not there's a, uh, an, a little nod to the cowboy hat wearing Sandro Samarco there. Maybe something. I seen, I've not seen any space loaches, unfortunately, and I wish I had. Space <laughs> loaches. Yeah, yeah. Sham, go on. Well, yeah, I, well, yeah. I mean, when I saw the the picture of the uh, of the uh, cowboy NPC drifting in space, I, I did. My first thought was, "Oh, so that's where that passenger went." Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just wonder if it is something to do, you know, a, a, a nod towards Sandro. But I don't know. That seems awfully sad for it to be a Sandro, personally. <laughs> This is what happens when Shan gives a lift to a cowboy convention. Anyway. So, um, obviously, in other Super Cruise news, everyone, uh, or even if you heard earlier, Sally is back. Our, our friend of the show, um, uh, Sally, has returned as a CM for the moment. Um, she was <laughs> unveiled by a cutting... Uh, cut-off panel uh, as part of the show uh, today. Um, so, guys, are we glad to see Sally back? Cause yeah, she was... I, I met her a couple of times. The most notable time was at the last LaveCon, where mm. she was wielding a handheld chain gun around, aiming it at various members of Frontier, I remember rightly. But yeah, so, yeah, she's, she's really good, really jolly, and uh, I'm, I'm glad she's decided to come back, because I think she'll add a uh, degree of fun to the CN team. <laughs> a bit of balance instead of so many Anchorman quotes. Um, right. Um, judging by the fact that uh, Ben and, and Psykit all squeed Sally's back when they uh, when they first signed on, I'm assuming that they're quite po uh, positive about it as well. Yeah. yeah. We love Sally. She's awesome. So much. So I'm just I'm when when they mentioned that they were they were bringing they were introducing the new CM I did DM a couple of my mates and go I really really hope that it's a woman because you know there's quite a lot of shows out there to do with Elite Dangerous that are complete sausage fest and um, yeah, thank yep <laughs> so I was um, I was very excited to see a woman doubly excited to see the beautiful beautiful human being that is Sally Morgamore. Yeah, excellent news. Right. Um, uh, shall we move on to the in-game events? Why not? Right. Why not? Um, obviously, the big thing that happened this Thursday was that um, there were clues laid to the location of the other missing uh, ship, which is supposed to have contacted or had contact with uh, an alien species. Uh the Hesperus um, has now actually been found. It took a surprisingly amount, long amount three of days. time this time. I think, it was, I think it was three days for them to find it this time. Yeah, it was Saturday, Saturday, late Saturday night. About 10, 10 o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, and um, 
let's let's just say they were hampered a little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, I think it's gone down quite well as one of the better um, little um, treasure hunts, if you like. And we discovered uh, not only the um, <laughs> we discovered not only the uh, the ship itself, but also the debut in the live game of a space treasure. Now, what do we all think of the space treasure? Let's go, Ben. I love it. It's so mm. the audio as ever is great. I mean, you you enter the teeth of that thing, and it sounds great. What it does something unique though, as far as I'm aware. So mm. if I and if Norman, if you can make me full screen, I'll fly into it. No, I am full screen. Thank you very much, Norman. If I go in here. Oh, you're there, aren't you? Yes. I, I'm there. Right. I'm now taking my feet. My hands are off my throttle. And as you can see, sorry, I'm speaking loudly because this is noisy. I'm actually being pulled in. Oh, dear. Can you, can you get out? You can. If I reverse out at the moment, I can. Right. Is, there, is that an event horizon sort of thing? Hang on. No, it looks like a crushing horizon to me. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so Ben, go flight assist off. Go flight assist off and see what oh. happens. Oh, if I... I don't even have to go flight assist off. If I were to stop myself from... If I were to not escape from that, I get pulled into the teeth and I get chewed up. And, and, and basically deaded, I take it. I get chewed up and deaded. Yes. I, I, yes, that's wrong, Ben. Uh, I don't believe you. You, need to you don't believe me, do you? Would you like me? To, would you like me to to do it for science? Would you? As I, as I as would as like as you as to go to flight assist off to see. Okay. Whether whether you speed up or you know what's the effect right. of flight assist off. Does the stream think I should go flight assist off as well? <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they <laughs> all want just, to. They all just want get out of Ben turn it over to Ben bits. Sorry, viewers. In order to do the flight assist off, Ben actually needs to learn how to fly flight assist off. Well, I'm trying to. Um, I'm trying to just get myself into a position before I just get chewed up. Okay, flight assist off, and I'm being pulled in already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spinning. That's a good trick. Very quick. Anyway. Oh, there's an asp going in as well. Oh, Jesus! You go fast. Oh my and gosh! My goodness, that is that is a hungry, hungry hippo there, isn't it? <laughs> chomp, 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 dead Ben. Right now, I do like the lore of what they've done with this because these this these dredgers are kind of like living generation ships. They're they're called dredger clans. These these. Uh, the people that live aboard them, and apparently there are thousands of them, um, they're kind of like uh, little colonies in space that travel star to star and basically chew up asteroids to keep them going. Um, Shan? Yeah, I really like that because when I first read about the Space Dredger in the Elite Classic manual, manual mm. I sort of had them a picture of like a, a red dwarf in, in my mind, the space dredgers were a red dwarf along to yeah. Jupiter Mining Corporation. And, you know, they, they were like a corporate mining vessel that used to fly around. But this adding these this uh, radar or this 
whatever Deep generation the field yeah yeah i i kind of like that um so they, again it still fits in with the red dwarf a bit but yeah i thought i think it's i think it's a really positive addition actually so yeah, yeah. i like it and i like them even more because they just ate ben <laughs> he munched psych it they come into the game were they not like mistakenly put into the game for like two weeks no yes they were well they were well, they're in the no, beta, they were weren't beta. they yeah they were yeah, in okay the I, I knew that they were somewhere but then they they sort of like disappeared and vanished off the face of the earth and now we have like a, a small explanation of why they vanished as well. I think it's really clever. I really yeah. like what they've done. I just wanted to double check that they had been in the game before. Uh, yeah, they weren't in the, the proper game before. And to tell you the truth, it was only the front section, the the, the chewing bit. Right, okay. As a, as a mega ship. They've gone and taken a standard mega ship and put the chewing bit on the end, which, you know, it it works. This looks absolutely fine. Um, now, according to Arf, this is the beginning of a new uh, thread or, or plot line. And, um, well, is anybody going to be nervous if one of those turn up in a star system and think, hmm, that's a nice space station. I think I'll head over there. It does strike me to be like the doomsday machine in that Star Trek episode. Yes, it uh, does, doesn't it? Um, but I'm just delighted they've finally got space treasures in there proper because, again, I remember seeing them in the Elite Manual. Mm-hmm. And in my naivety back then, I thought, well, if it's in the Elite Manual, they must be there. And there's all sorts of rumors flying around the magazines and things like that at the time about people claiming to have space treasures in games who have seen them. And I spent hours and hours and hours in Classic Elite trying to find space treasure. Funny that. So did I. Did, uh, just as much time as I did spending looking for the black hole that you could allegedly find, or even better, Raxler itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Space Raccoon, no, though I don't think they'll they'll be putting Xeno bunnies in phase three. That's and terrifying. Don't want yes. Yeah, basically. Oh, did you know that, <laughs> you know, the... Um, uh, in Dungeons and Dragons, there is actually stats for the bunny in Monty Python's Holy Grail. <laughs> it's nasty. Is it essentially infinite of everything or something like that? No, no, it is, it's actually got only 16 hit points, but the chances of you actually hitting it are very remote. <laughs> Psychic. I have, I have just entirely, again, lost my train of thought. Um, Sorry, give me just a second, guys. Um, I think I think something really cool might have just happened. Um, give me half a moment. Oh no! Um, I just I've just been made Twitch partner. Wow! Wow! I just got partner. Literally right now, I've just had an email. (laughs) I'm sorry, that was what distracted me. I would be absolutely terrified. I would be absolutely terrified of anything. Um. Uh. Uh. Uh, dropping into my system like that. I've just got a new. <laughs> I've just got a new system. I'm going to drop into my system. Oh my gosh! Um, I will. I like talk amongst yourselves, lads. <laughs> okay, okay. I go back to uh, to, to the, the, the bunnies and grats psychic. Uh, well deserved. Um, yes. So Xeno bunnies. Um, <laughs> I, I hope. I hope. I hope they are. But they, but the question is, Colin, and you, only you can answer this: is is the Xeno Bunny actually alive, or is it 
an undead or is it mineral? So, you know, because that... Is it, is, it, is it purely made out of calcium carbonate, then? I have no idea what... Well, what was, what was the xenomorph made out of anyway? They never explained what that is. The xenobunny. No, we're talking about xenobunny, not xenomorph. Yeah, but you'd think it'd be made out of probably the same stuff. Uh, it was chitinous exoskeleton, wasn't it? So it was like a, it was like an insect kind of crust. Yeah, oh, some kind of hard insect that's that works okay in a vacuum as well. So moving on from um, <coughs> psycho bunnies. Now this one, to- Zeno bunnies. You, you've just made something worse. You called them psycho bunnies, psycho Zeno bunnies. That's even worse. <laughs> I'm moving on from this. Right. <laughs> oh dear, this is this is this is just a killer, this one. Um the- like psycho Zeno bunnies. Sorry. Um, for those of you who want to see how it was done, um Canon has put a um a full explanation on their uh, website. We'll put a link in the show notes um, and you can follow this one through. It, it has acknowledged everybody who came up with their first, uh, with the first um, discovery. So you can find out who managed to do what, where. So um, <laughs> at the moment, Psykit is, is um, basically a blubbering mess. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, yes, blub- and we won't be the exactly uh, blubbering mess. Years and I've done it. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, talk about yourself. Sorry, we, we won't do the, the 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 old sort of news reporter trick. So, Sai, you've worked for like years and years and years to get your Twitch partner. How do you feel? You know, anything about ridiculous. Um, I I applied on the twenty third of April and um, of, of April twenty third of February, and they've only just got back to me. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a little. It's, it's, it's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel totally derailing. Yeah, this is awesome. This is awesome. So, I can't believe yeah. it. I can't believe <laughs> it. I literally can't believe it. Well, you could do the other uh, journalist trope of, you know, so psychic, you, you've been working at this for so, so long. What do you want to do now? I don't know, man. <laughs> I want to get that. I want to get that chuffin purple check mark. That's what I want. You need to think of an acceptance speech for the end. That's like, you know, like, like this is your Oscar speech moment. So, you know, have, have a think and. I'll get back to you. I'll get back yeah, to you. Don't, don't, don't forget to thank your gran and all things like that. <laughs> right. Um, okay. I, I think it's about time for, for uh, the latest store alert. Store alert! In the my weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your arts. In the my weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your arts. After that exciting interlude, um, <laughs> I'm afraid to say it's the Asp Explorer that gets um, a little bit of fresh paint this time. Um, the Crossfire set of uh, paint 
jobs are, or skin jobs or whatever you want to call them, they are all available for your purchase in the Frontier uh, store. So, um, would you be buying, anybody be buying one? Well, I, I think it looks a bit like an Ikea bedspread. I actually quite like it, but maybe that's... Yeah, yeah I do, but it's, it's sort of like, it's sort of like a, 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 a something Ikea would sell you, I think. One skin jobs a it's a replicant yeah. Term for yeah for replicants yes yeah, yeah. or much. or it's what the Cylons called the humans mm. or was that meat bags no the the skin jobs wasn't it the humans well, called no, the Cylons humanoids no the, the humans terms. called the Cylons toasters I thought it was only the, the no, skin jobs the were the skin jobs were the were the the um the Sharon's and the yeah. Oh, don't make me watch Battlestar Galactica again. Well, chat, not, someone in chat will tell us who which is correct. Is it the humans calling Cylon skin jobs, or is it human Cylons calling human skin jobs? So chat See, knows everything. The problem is, is if I start watching one episode to find the that's blooming answer, I'll have to end up watching the whole blooming four seasons again and get very disappointed at the end. Um, well, there was the, the they split the last season into into two halves. Mm. Yeah, it was definitely uh, from Blade Runner as well. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely from Blade Runner. So yeah. yes, shipskins, definitely right. Um, I think we're going to take a advert break. Um, hopefully, well. If see if Psychic has recovered by the time this is finished, and we'll get back with the main discussion. The Federal Navy. We want you for Adventures Unlimited. Just last week, I was mixing Sidewinder Slammers at a seedy space bar. I wasn't even pilot registered. And now I have a ship and a basic starting mission for the Federal Navy. Owing to recent actions in the Lave region, the Federal Navy now seeks to recruit another 1,000 entry-level pilots. We need you to add your strength to our military machine. I'm going to see the galaxy. We have missions for all pilots, regardless of combat experience or flight hours. Come and talk to us and we'll get you on the military ladder. Join the Federal Navy. Make a real pilot of yourself. Or die trying. Wait, what's that? Is that is that a ship coming? Are they looking for me? What do they? Public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. Five, stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. 
the fuel rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? I could murder a cup of tea. Yorkshire gold, if you have it. Double Yorkshire gold. <laughs> and if you don't have it, you're dead. Lave Radio, broadcasting to every corner of the galaxy. Eddie Lee Wise here. Our family-run business looks after all your sartorial needs. Whether you need something to turn your pink python purple, or you want to wrap your buns up in a nice tight flight suit, Millsburn Ken can sort you right out. He's an expert at inside leg, and my wife Barb's is a whiz with a sewing machine. Bespoke tarting for you and your ship. Visit Eddie and Sons, plus me daughters, at Lave Station. Right, sir. Cough, please. <coughs> I was... Oh, well, <laughs> Chan? Yeah? What, what phrase of makes alive do you not understand? <laughs> I'm on push to listen again. <laughs> oh, dear, he's on planet Chan again. <laughs> well, um, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we have a... A, a recovered psychic yet? Um, yeah, yeah, more or less. Yeah, we see the little tick in the chat box already. So, <laughs> gosh, she's not she's she's not going to stop about it, is it? Sort of, it's going to be from now on. Oh, whenever when I was a now that I'm a Twitch partner, or did you know Twitch partner? Uh, anyway, <laughs> elite dangerous. Uh, we put out a question last week uh, about what people thought of um, alternative or additional ranks coming into the uh, into the system, and um, yeah, we got quite a lot of replies, mostly on the forum thread. Uh, so, who would like to start off with this one? Because I'm afraid to say I haven't been able to keep up with it because of other stuff. I think it's reasonably safe to say the the balance was tipping towards leaving things as they are and having elite in combat as the top rank um but i'm going to not talk about this this week if i can so i will let other people talk about uh, their comments on it but as i say on the whole i think the majority was that didn't see a need for more elite ranks and etc etc um so but i want to touch on why i think Possibly, people feel the need to when I come about my comments about Odyssey this week. So it's kind of linked in. Right. Okay, then. Um, ben, did you have a chance to look through the thread to see what you thought? Basically, I've been keeping an eye more on the poll, which is saying you know, ranks above elite, um, i.e. Archangel, is 15%. Mm-hmm. The existing ranks to be spread out more, i.e. very harmless, very deadly, 2%. Prestige mechanics, 16%. Ranks for like things like mining or you know, yes, xenon hunting and things rank, like that, yeah. that's fairly high at 27%. And then leave the bloody things alone at, at 40%. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of people are saying, just, yeah, as Shan said, Leave it alone, um, you know, for a variety of reasons. Well, you know, it's like, 
I've worked bloody hard to get my elite rank, rank even. I don't want to do it again. Uh, and if we suddenly come up with Archangel, I'm going to feel to do it again, and I don't want to do that. Um, other... I think, I think that, the general yeah. consensus was that elite should remain as the top rank. You, you especially can't have for combat. Anything. Yeah, especially for combat. But... <laughs> Apart from that, it did seem to go all over the place. A lot of people did seem to mention that trade and exploration need a rebalance. But apart from that... Yeah, yeah. I mean, Drew summarises it just like, you know, very much, very similar opinion to, to Shan, you know, by quoting what elite means. Uh, and then... Yeah, uh, which is a select group that is superior in terms of ability or qualities compared to the rest of a group of society. Mm -hmm. uh, elite is the top rank by definition. Anything more than more than elite is like there's annoying kids in the playground who say guff like infinity plus one. It's simply nonsense and just and wrong. It doesn't get with the lore or the previous of any of the previous games, with the possible exception of elite plus. And the reviled Archangel rank. Reviled? So that's what Drew is saying the reviled Archangel rank. So number five, leave it, leave it alone, is the correct answer. Mm. Okay, Shan. Um, yeah, I, I just was looking at the survey and things like that, and I was wondering, and yes, Inara kind of gives us a vague idea, but I wonder what proportion of players have an elite rank versus those who have just purchased the game so because we, we we tend to think oh everyone's elite and stuff like that but are they if you look at how many people bought the game i'm just wondering how many are actually oh, elite. elite but you're elite in something aren't you ben i'm elite in trade and exploration but i'm not elite you know elite elite to me is elite in combat yeah, so so that's kind of what I was thinking about. You get the, it's it's the same as an MMO. Where how what percentage of players reaches max level and gets the legendary armor? So I don't know. It, it tend I tend to think it was a bit of a, of a pyramid where the vast majority of players stop somewhere around competent, maybe. But I think I'll, if you have a look at Xbox or PlayStation achievements, it's something ridiculous like. The majority of people never even buy another ship. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. That, um, I, that scared me. And on the Elite Plus thing, um, I, I, I thought, why is it called Elite Plus on the PC? And uh, the original PC version. And then I remembered there was a version of Elite that was just purely wireframe out on the PC. Yeah. And then Elite Plus came along with filled-in bits. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it was called Elite Plus was to differentiate it between the wireframe version and the filled-in version. So it wasn't Elite Plus because of the rank. It was just, if you like, uh, it was like the, the Elite Legendary Edition. I think we just used Elite Plus as a as a way to say, right, this is Elite Plus One. That that's all. That's all it was meant. Psyche. Like Reverse to there being like um, Elite and then like extra badges that you get for completing certain tasks. Or like like the Archangel rank was based on completing certain mission kind of stuff. Is that right? Is that what what the yeah, Archangel that, that goes under the prestige rank thing, doesn't it? Yeah, so yeah. You've got, well, so no, you've not really. That's a different thing. Not prestige. Not like just continuing doing what you're doing, but more like um, 
more like Boy Scout badges. And I know that, I know even saying it out loud, I know how dumb and lame that sounds. But like, like just like extra achievements that you can get other than, um, other than just like Elite Plus or it's Elite with a little anti Zeno badge with it or Elite with a little this with it. And then you can choose what path you want to do when you do achieve those Elite ranks. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Shan, just quickly. Yeah, just quickly on what I said. I, I personally, I haven't got an issue with that because it's not elite combat. It's, it's you know, you've, you're a thyroid killer or whatever it is. I mean, you can call. I, I, I don't like the idea. I don't like calling them achievements. You know, in-game achievements like Steam achievements or Xbox achievements. Um, but I haven't got a problem with you, you earning a, a a different rank or a decal or whatever on your ship for doing stuff because. Hey, why not? You've you you know you've done something in game. Show it off. But so a decal on your ship for soloing a so well you get a, a bobblehead for soloing a thyroid. But you know what I mean? That sort of thing. As I was talking about, yeah, let's have decals for it. That's <laughs> yeah. I mean, this this is now quite interesting because once Odyssey comes in, you've got the possibility of six times elite, saying not knowing what the equivalent of double triple elite would be. <laughs> So yes, <laughs> like hex tuple elite or something, I guess. Sex tuple, sex tuple. Remember it. Sex tuple, is it? <laughs> well, that should be easy for Ben. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> um. So yeah, let's 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 draw a line under that. I think most people have said, well, or yeah, no. <laughs> I think, so. I think that's the best way of looking at it. But um, they are thinking, well, they are thinking of putting something in. So goodness knows what's going to happen there. So put it in the feedback if you don't like it. Um, right. Now, one thing that I did want to completely uh, uh, carry on with was um, this week we'll, we'll, I'd like to hear basically one good thing and one gripe that you have about this alpha. And um, I definitely know what uh, <laughs> how this is going to go, so everybody strap in. Um, so we'll start with the big one. We'll get Shan. Get Why are Shan. you assuming I'm going to have some sort of parade of vitriol? Um, actually, my, my good thing about the Vita or the alpha this week was I was... Um, I landed on a planet with Souverine in tow, and it was on ice planet, and it was the first time we'd seen the new plants on the new ice planet thing, and it just looked spectacular. I just really, really liked that swooping down, and they were they looked like little little dots on the uh, on the surface as I was coming into land. I thought that's a strange texture pattern, but then as you got closer, they became life forms, and that was. That was really, I really look forward to that. And I look forward to seeing what other people uncover as well. So, mm. yeah, that was, a, that, was a, um, that was my positive thing for the week. So, yeah, I like that. Um, I've also, in my thinking, I've tried to stay away from what I'm calling balance issues. So the, the, the videos we've had of players killing a, or player killing a cobra mm. or punching an anaconda or... Yep. Yeah, or sudden death mode and SRVs and whatnot like that. I've kind of put those to one side because they're balance issues and that. I've been focusing more and more of my attention on the 
the softer, more, I won't call it a role-play element, but that kind of not game mechanic bit. And my, my, my criticism for that is, and it kind of struck me earlier on in the week, where the concourse, as it stands at the moment, the concourse is basically just a fancy version of station services. It doesn't serve any different purpose than what station services does. And it's just the thing, you can't buy a drink, you can't sit down, you can't do all this, what, what listeners of the show would know, I prefer as cardboard box and stuff. And when game mechanics gets tired, people turn to the cardboard box. And if all you have is a fancy station services, I think it detracts from the longevity of the game. And I think just the whole thing of it needs a look from the let's give the players something to do. Even Sleepy Pete, I, I happen to think personally, the reason why it's called Sleepy Pete, it's almost like, oh, look, same guy's there all the time. Every station, there he is, there he is. You know? And the fact we're taking the mick out of Sleepy Pete shows how much of a gap there is for stuff for people to do outside the ship. That isn't game mechanics. Yeah. Um, I must admit, I mean, uh, I think we have, uh, I think we can all agree that there needs to be some kind of more interaction that you can do with other players around these social areas. Even ways to do private chats or emotes or, you know, those kind of social things that I think you and I, Sean, are used to doing in MMOs. Um, uh, Psychic Ben, what do you what do you think to the the social spaces? Do I go first, Psychic, or shall I? No, you go ahead. Yeah, I'm with Shan. Basically, could do better. Why the heck can't I buy a drink? Why can't I sit down? Why is zero G not zero G? Why are all the NPCs in the same position? We need so much more variety. Um, give us reasons to be there, and. To be honest, I think a lot of that reason, like Shan was saying, is cardboard box stuff. It's all about, I want to hang out with my friends in the bar. Oops, I also crashed into the ship. I thought I heard noises. Well, um, have you crashed into that space register again? I crashed into a... No, I've crashed into... I'm now in Odyssey, but I was in the gal- I was in the system map and then talking to you, and then I crashed into a dread... Then I crashed into the station... Um, the shops there, but as Shan was saying, the shop is essentially something we could do from the you know from from our ship. Um, you could, I guess, get an Amazon delivery to your spaceship rather than pick keep picking it up. Um, we need a we need a good reason to actually be there, but equally, you need a reason. You need a way not to have to go there because. Just, well, you have to go to the station to collect a on-planet mission is, frankly, a shit reason to go onto a station. You know, you're, you're adding in, you know, run, come out of your ship, run to the lift, go up the lift, run to the nearest terminal, collect a mission, run back to the lift, go down the lift, run back to your ship, get in your ship for something that's in... In Horizons was basically select I mean, the right. system type system the the missions and then you've got your miss your missions just right there. 
Yeah, I mean, I must admit, when I did jump in with the uh, the truckers on Saturday, it was mm. like Game of Thrones. Everyone was taking the knee. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean the whole like well the whole idea of you know squatting of all things. <laughs> you know, as the new way to say hello. <laughs> uh, yes. Excuse me while I have a quick squat to say hello. Yes, I like it. Exactly. I would I would love a moat. Like a little emote wheel would be lovely, even if it's only like a few different few different things that we can do just let let me sit down in a chair i've got a bad back you know <laughs> um the other thing that and um, when you talk about um everything looking and um, looking kind of samey um i was because th- this time last week we hadn't even got like another 20 light years of space had we am i right no. I I don't know. Time is weird no, we in the end times. We didn't. This, but, um, uh, this time last week we didn't. Yeah, uh, but I I was really excited and really really looking forward to going and checking out um what a uh, tourism base would look at mm-hmm. would look like inside. And I went to it and it there's maybe a couple more plants and it's about the same. And I completely agree that they need. <clears throat> It's disappointing, not just from a, okay, I've got to run all the way here and run all the way here, and it's artificially extending the gameplay and artificially extend, um, uh, you're losing player agency while um, uh, um, extending the gameplay in that manner. Mm. But um, also the fact, the, the bigger um, bugbear for me was the fact like that a tourist, um, landing at a tourist station with all of the beautiful statues and the parks and all the gorgeous stuff outside, it still looked exactly the same. There was not even a chrome sheen anywhere. And that felt a bit... That was um, not as quite as immersive for me as I wanted it to be. Yeah. Um, I will say one thing, that um, we had this exact problem when um, the game first started every every space station looked the same and there mm-hmm. were no voices and no nothing and then over the period of the next year or so we started to get different interiors and then we had ambient voices so um frontier have a habit of just right that's that's the starting point and then but things happen i and i completely appreciate that point of view but shouldn't they be learning from their mistakes I've got no answer to that one because okay. I'm only I'm only taking the white knight side. Of I know. I completely and utterly agree. So, um, Colin, what's your opinion on this? My opinion. My yes. opinion is right for the first. Yeah, I'll say, oh my god, Frontier is awesome. This looks brilliant. I love it. Go, Colin. What? Right. Okay. Um, what I'll say on this is that uh, I actually love the walking around. It feels it feels very joined up the way that they've got the first person shooter and the first person stuff working with the ships. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. I think the immersion is, for me personally, really good. Despite that, but I I and I've I've put this on the uh, I have also put this on as feedback for the forums. You do need the the tools to interact with other players at those places because once you've got once you've got that player social uh, tools available to you normally the background the 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 bars they, they they come up live with what the players make of them 
And that's what really makes the difference. Um, because I remember in uh, Matrix Online, you would have bars and, and, and discos and stuff like that. And the layout was pretty much the same. But if you'd go to um, basically one faction's bar, they'd have a completely different vibe, and that would be down to the players and the way those players interacted. So I would actually say maybe they don't need to work as much on the variety, but they do need to work on the way uh, the way that you should allow players to interact. That That will add a new dimension to it, and once that kicks in, then you don't notice it as much. So basically, it's, you're saying you don't want a tea bag. That's right, yeah. I, I don't want my only interaction to be with someone. <laughs> it's basically looking as if I'm just desperate for the loo. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, um, Shan, you've uh, yeah. I'll just to summarize this. Yeah, I'll just um, summarize my my kind of thinking uh, around this, and I completely agree with what you just said. Colin, because there was a game called Star Wars Galaxies, which was yes, really exactly. beloved by people. And what the why that was beloved was the community and the able to interact and all the stuff like that. And it made it a, a hugely rich game. But what I'm because I was I was chatting to uh, a friend of mine on Discord earlier on in the week, and we we're talking about this this you know this subject, and they said, "Well, I really don't care. I can't." say hello and stuff that's not what i'm there for i'm there to grab the mission and i'm there to go and i don't really care about the rest of it and so my i guess this may well turn into the community question is are we the demographic and type of player who frontier have aimed odyssey at because if you're the if you just want like if you just want like like psychic said she misses cs go if you just want that lobby get in the lobby go do something with your thing and come back and you don't not interested in what other games have done, this will do. If you want something a bit more, then this part is lacking. So I'm not sure the type of player Frontier is aiming Odyssey at, because it can't be both. Well, it can be both, but it won't be very good either. But even something like Destiny has got, like, emotes that you can assign to when that is just to run around and shoot stuff. Mm. Um, Okay, Psychic, drop your bomb. That question's a fantastic one. Like, if, say, arcs were going... Sorry, if emotes were going to be in the game, would pe- would you pay arcs to be able to customise them? Because <laughs> I know I would. I absolutely would. Ah, hello, Fortnite. Anybody want to do a running man dance? <laughs> not, not a running man dance. But, like, I, 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 would, would... I would pay... I would pay umpteen arcs to do an Arnold Rimmer salute. <laughs> I would pay so many arcs to have that. I would, pay, I would pay arcs to be able to whisper another player in the room and maybe have a group chat with my mates in the room without having to... Proximity chat would be great as well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'd pay extra arcs just to make sure that Shan, Shan would do the hammer dance. <laughs> 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 in fact, actually, how about to... this? You pay arcs and you force a dance on another player. <laughs> I'm down as well, completely down as well. Oh, that's from World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Get everybody to dance. In, in one year in World of Warcraft, you could troll people around Easter time. You could get a, a, a magic wand. Yes, or something, wasn't it? 
and then put still bunny do. ears on people as it ran past. Yes. <laughs> uh, Norman's telling us we still have this. No, it's still it's still in the game. But you can still, still do game. it in well, can you? Yeah. But yeah, I have to admit, I was on the dear God, no, I do not want to pay arcs for remotes. <laughs> and then Psychop said paying arcs for Rimmer remote. And I just like immediately flicked me over to take my money. <laughs> I mean, and that's it's, it's, how they get you. That's this how a, they get you. Yeah. <laughs> is this a full rimmer or is this a double? Rimmer? Oh, why not both? <laughs> <laughs> you need both, yeah. And oh obviously, the full rimmer is more. Right. Okay. I mean, they do this kind of thing in in things like Soto because I, I remember that. Um, <laughs> You you only get a selection of basic emotes uh, in Soto, and then you have to either pay money for them or become a subscriber. <laughs> Go on, Shan. You want more more talk about emotes? Well, going on what Sai said earlier, earnable emotes. So you yeah, kill a Thargoid, you can make a Thargoid sign or whatever it is to show you I've killed a Thargoid. <laughs> Thargoid bunny ears. <laughs> Xeno Bunny, you've killed the Xeno Bunny. You can do bunny. something you like my bunny alone. You something yeah, like I, I that. Get though. <laughs> uh, Rimmer salute would be ace. Says on your sidewinder. Well, Rimmer was ace, so that should be fine. Uh, what you can smoke a kipper in the galley. <laughs> yes, we want a smoker kipper emote. Although, how are you going to gesture that? I got no idea. <laughs> Yes, so obviously any Star Trek ones... Oh, hang on a second. Are some of those kind of things copyrighted? Probably, but Fortnite gets away with it. No, they don't. They they get into lots of lawsuits, but they have oodles of money. So maybe not the best course of action. Maybe uh, they need to get the copyright before they started doing it. I would happily contact these people for you, Frontier. If you needed, if you needed anyone to do it, happily, happily we'll get in touch with people. See if we could use it in our in our little space game. That'd be great. As long as I could do the so long as I could do the inverted victory sign and the only use of single digit people, I think that would be enough. For do a full GTA. <laughs> well, so Shan would be walking around like that all the time. He'd <laughs> be like that bit in Mister Bean where the did you ever play? Everyone does that. Did yeah. you ever play Bridge Crew in VR, Colin? Um, yes, I have played Bridge Crew. If you had the, if you had the, uh, the vibe, you could give people a finger, couldn't you? <laughs> yes, if you, you remember. <laughs> yes, that that's. Um, <laughs> I was there going, how the heck do you do? Why are you doing that? And then, of course, the next question is, how do you do that? Because. <laughs> You start throwing. This is basically because everyone's to throw gang signs at each other. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the, let's let's go. Let's put a line under this one um, and move on to Ben. Ben, can you give me a, a positive and a gripe that you've got with uh, with what you've seen so far? I have to admit, I'm really loving how quickly we can just jump into the frontline solution things. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a, I've had a lot of positive micro moments. I guess I would say, right? Um, you know, I like Frontier. I like Frontier. I like Frontline. Sorry, uh, just jumping in, kill a few people, and then you get the vulture back. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the new. I love the the new. Um, Points of interest that are set up for Odyssey. Yes. 
And then you've got the points of interest that were set up for Horizons. And you've got the bases or planets that are set up for Horizons. And they make me cry again. Uh, oh, is this your don't? This is your grape, is it? So, you know, the yeah. yeah. The stuff we're seeing for Odyssey that's been newly added for Odyssey is great. We just need mm-hmm. that attention to detail applied consistently across the the classic points of interest, for example. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's a real shame, for example, we can't get out on foot. Uh, well, we can get out on foot at some of the bases. Yeah. But the there's nothing to do there. I mean, I've walked nothing, around by yeah. myself. Yeah, there's there's nothing to do. There's no not even anything as simple as power power so I can go off and recharge my suits. Hmm. Um, I yeah, don't know no how much, there as well. No, I don't know how much effort it would be for Frontier to bring them up to scratch. But I really think Frontier need to put in the time and effort to bring them up to scratch because otherwise you've well, just got such such disconnect. It's 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 really really jarring. Mm. Well, most of those. Um, those outposts and you know settlements, as you like, those those are mostly based around SRV interaction, aren't they? You're supposed to use the SRV there. I don't think they've, they've put anything in there yet. They haven't, and I'm re- I'm going to I'm going down to one just now, mm. uh, just to basically go walk around and. They could be so freaking amazing. <laughs> Instead, they're floating turds. Right. Okay. So this is definitely your your yeah. bugbear that nothing's been done with these. Fair enough. Um, Sham, just quickly. Yeah, just picking up what Ben said, and I think it it links with what I said earlier. Is uh, I think that the key thing or the thing that links Ben's remarks and what I was thinking is attention to detail is it's the attention to detail the little things that just kind of build up and build up and build up until they become blatantly obvious and so yeah it's I, like you said Ben I went round the base um, on foot and there was no one around it you know it looked like a, a shopping centre in lockdown you know there's no one around at all and I don't know, okay, I'll land at the base, and maybe I can get out and walk around. No, it's just a single room with Sleepy Pete and blah, blah, blah. And it's attention to detail. And I know attention to detail takes a lot of effort and a lot of time and a lot of thinking about. It's a huge resource thing, is attention to detail. But my goodness, does it matter? Well, I'll tell you one thing that I did, which I did find quite amusing, though. I did get out, and first I landed at one of the ports, or the planet-side ports, uh, one of the big cities. I got out in the SLV, drove around for a bit, and thought, oh, this is quite nice. Then I got out of the SLV in, into, you know, off, on foot. And yes, you suddenly feel ant size compared to the rest of it, you actually feel the size of the city. And as I was walking around, I thought, well, this is this is this is not too bad. Suddenly heard an announcement over the tannoy saying that um, welcome to such and such city. Please bear in mind SRV races around here uh, are illegal. <laughs> and I thought, I hadn't heard that before. It goes to show that they've put a little bit of effort in or a little bit of attention to detail in, in some of the places where you're going to have people docked. But it sounds as if they've missed out the 
outposts that were put aside for horizons. Shan? Yeah, again, what you just said, many, many years ago, I wrote my first and only blog post on WordPress. And it was, uh, and yes, it was about Guild Wars 2, but about Guild Wars 2 beta. And I, I called it at the time, Guild Wars 2 was the Tin Man MMO because its focus was on mechanics, not heart. And maybe that's what we're picking up on here is maybe it's Tin Man Elite. It's all about mechanics and less about the heart. Mm, yeah. Um, Psychit, let's. I've got a sneaking suspicion. Um, I'll know what your your good bits are. So off you go. My my favorite bit of this week. My favorite favorite bit of this week was finding out that I had um, that there were sniper rifles in the game. That was my main thing. I know we can't get them yet. Fingers crossed for Thursday. Um, but <laughs> finding finding out that there was a sniper rifle in the game. Um, was a was a big tick and oh my god they hit hard. Um I well, I really I, Oh yes. <laughs> I'm really, really I really enjoy everything about a um a CZ or on foot CZ. Um I I love the dynamic. There were a couple of little things that I would I would like to add. If we like just talking specifically about the, the that first person shooter element mm-hmm. is going down in a team, I would really, really like a ping tool, like just something where I could just um I could just indicate to other people what my target is in the same way I like my faction at the moment we're in war um and everybody can see who I'm aiming at. Why can't I have that on ground? That would be really, really helpful so that we can all concentrate on fire or fire and clear through um clear through a, a conflict zone. That would be re- that would be really fun. That's the one thing for me that um keeps that we keep we keep coming back to in our gameplay is like having to say, oh, we're trying to aim for this person at this compass point and then going back into horizons and going, okay, well, I can just um, select for, select Wingman 1's target, job done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's, that, that... The, the, that's really, it, I, I'm being super hyper-specific because I yeah. appreciate everybody else's problems, uh, stuff that they're having, but I want, really wanted to focus on just that that core gameplay mechanic, I feel like a ping tool is entirely missing from it. And or even a ping tool or a way of being able to see what your um what your team's targets are. Yeah. Is is that your gripe or is it just Yeah, that's a... my big gripe. Right, that's your big gripe. That's my big gripe. Just 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 for that section. Yes, there are other problems. I, I completely appreciate that there are other problems, but I just wanted to focus on I wanted to look at that in a like a little micro instance of where I'm, where I'm getting, where I'm getting my frustration, if that makes sense. Yeah, completely. Yep. Right. Um, um, hold on a second, Colin. Just going to ask Sai a question. Okay. I haven't done an awful lot of on-foot combat yet with it, but okay. am I, I did see in another video. Am I correct in thinking there there isn't such a thing as critical damage for headshots and stuff like that? Am oh, there I? Is. There is. It feel when I when I shoot somebody in the head, it feels like their health goes down further. Yeah, I've, I've managed from, to from take a, from just like a my my perspective. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with Psychic because um, basically if you manage to hit someone in the body, the, the health doesn't seem to go down as fast. You put two shots into the head and you notice the health go down really fast. Absolutely, yeah. So I think we should test this. and We need, we need a live radio firing squad, so you lot line up against the wall. <laughs> how, how about you stand up against the wall and we'll test it on you? Yeah, that I wouldn't be able to tell, would I? Oh, we'll, no, we'll we do would. all the telling for you. <laughs> Live radio, first up against the wall when the revolution came. <laughs> well, Commander Shan would be anyway. The rest of us would be running away. It was him. Um, well, I suppose I've already covered my um, uh, my good thing about this, the whole the whole meshing of, of FPS and, and uh, ship stuff. Um the and I know Shan wasn't going to to mix this, but um, my gripe has definitely been the the balance of uh, uh, balance of damage that each kind of layer of combat can do against someone else. And I must admit, I that I think has been a the little bit of dis not little is has been a disappointment for me because when when you see people punching cobras and doing damage and i mean punching sovs and doing damage i'm just there going no just no and that's that was my one big <laughs> it's what i was concerned about the most when it when the, this thing came along um the other thing being that the um the fact that as Shan says, he's able to turn up with his with his Cobra, launch some dumb fires, and basically just win a conflict zone just by splash damage alone. Um, is there going to be a way to counter that? Well, what I was um, what I was thinking, because I say when I was floating around that conflict zone, completely immune from everything, mm. and as I say, I've only done a couple, but the the conflict zones, I catch the flag, aren't they? They are they capture the yeah, there. The zone, yes. Yeah, zone retention the zone. kind of thing. So, yeah. so I mean, the, the lazy way of doing it would just be to put great big turrets on the um, in the conflict zone, to stop any ship coming anywhere near ever. Mm. And I, I, I'm not I, in favour of that solution. What I, I would I like prefer to do, that they have big turrets, but players can control those big turrets. Or, or, or what I was yeah, going to suggest was you, you, because what the what the capture zone mechanic lacks is tactical and strategy. Because you either camp the zone or you take the zone. It needs secondary objectives. So, for example, you you capture certain parts of the base, and that base's turrets are on your side, and then start shooting the the other person's ships and stuff. So there's a mini battle for control of the air going on, dictated by players on the ground. So that oh. sort of secondary objective, I think I'd quite like that. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, I have seen uh, suggestions along the lines of, well, why don't we do a Hoth base? So basically, the, the ships can't fire down until basically the power has been taken out or something like that. But then that just throws up a whole load of lore issues as well. Um, Psychic. So there was one landing, there was one um, one CZ that I was at where I kept, as my, my frontline solutions dropship came into the CZ, um, mm -hmm. it passed 
a uh, an in-air conflict zone that was happening because it asked me to pick a side which was which was a bit bit silly because i wasn't piloting a ship but it asked me to pick a side um just above the zone and while we were fighting on the ground you could see the um, the ships fighting in the air the other thing that we could see that i could see was when the um the drop ships were coming down um they were being shot at by some of the other folk which i thought like the other folk in the air which i thought was really cool so another a, a, something that you could do is have a ground combat and an air combat happening in real close proximity mm-hmm. like have an air, air cc to make it to make it feel more like um what what did they refer to it as the sphere of, com- of combat the yeah, sphere too. of combat um it's that to me that would that would be really cool and then to have some way of being able to connect the two um maybe with weapons on the ground that activate when when you manage to grab particular one of the particular areas that lights up that yeah. kind of thing um yeah, yeah that's it, that's really cool that yeah. that was a really cool experience anyway seeing the the, the combat two, above the, the combat above while you were fighting on the ground yeah yeah I, mean, I just almost, think it was the right place at the right time kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I got confused because uh, I thought that the um, the conflict zones had uh, basically the ATR flying over them like some of the settlements do, but um, obviously not because I think Black Maze just flew over with a, uh, with his Cobra and just bombed uh, the life out of um, his, his opposing side, which I was just there thinking, oh, I didn't want that either. I know it's going to happen. They're just going to add guns and then they're going to forget about the tactical side and all this stuff. They're just going to stop ships getting close, which would be a shame because I say, I would love to see air to air because it's, it's the classic bomber versus fighter role, isn't it? So you'd have a group of people trying to shoot down the missile laden Cobras, for example, to stop them getting them back and, uh, taking the base out. So you, you want that kind of ship versus ship, stopping the bombers getting through, stop the airstrike. You want that kind of tactical mix. You just mm. don't want Frontier to go in and says, computer says no, here's some turrets. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing I did like. It, the SRVs, they did, it does feel like they've got the balance um, against SRVs better than they have against ships. Because um, depends where you park the SRV. <laughs> well, the SRV does just basically kill people when they run over them at, far, at uh, full speed. That that feels right to me, even though it does the SRV some damage. I'm pretty sure a car running into you at 90 miles an hour would probably be fairly fatal too, though. <laughs> yeah, true. Regardless of what shields and it would dent, and it would dent the car. Yeah. So you know, I think I think they've got that right. Um, I think. All weapons should be able to work about against the SRVs, not the fists, though. I mean, we, we're, we're not talking Iron Man suit here, are we? They did mention um, on today's um, on today's Super Cruise News that they'd they'd seen that, and it was something that they were aware of, and something that they were looking at. So I don't think that that's going to stay in like the. By looking at, does it mean they shared the video around the office? Probably, probably. <laughs> but I'm sure they're doing something about it. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Let me let me do this. It's a special day. 
Um, yeah, I'd, although I must admit, other podcasts have said that they want the punch in the anaconda to death to remain in because it's funny. <laughs> if your anaconda gets blasted or punched to death, I don't think you'll find it funny. Lily put, wouldn't it, in Gulliver's Travels? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean... I'm not as het up about balance as, as some people on the forums because I know that they've you know they, they have time to look at these things still. But um, yeah, it, that's been my one big bugbear about the the whole thing so far. Um, right. So I, I think has anybody got any final points they'd like to um, talk about on on Alpha Two? Because next time we'll be talking about Alpha Three. I just want to remind people I did say something positive. I, I said I really like the plants and the that bit. It was it was genuinely a great moment there, landing, looking at the plants, and I thought, yeah, this is this is much much better graphically and things than it has been. I've done any of that yet? I'm really looking forward to going and having a good explore at some point. Oh, I, although I will tell you that um, at at one point, uh, actually tonight, just before. Um, just before coming on the show, I was in the Odyssey Alpha and had taken on one of these conflict zones. I thought, right, just a quick blast before, get me into the mood for the show. And of course, I went to one of these conflict zones which there's nobody. There's just you and yourself and the, all the, the control area things. And I thought, well, this is rubbish. And I was walking around the base just about to cancel when the sun came up. The sun came up on this planet, which was atmospheric, and basically you could see the sunrise. the The atmosphere was was blue, close to one end. It was purple over the other side of the of the horizon, and the stars were beginning to fade out. And for just a, just for a minute or two, I was just sat there in the middle of this conflict zone, just going, "They've done that right." So it's one of those moments where you just went. They've they've got the it's going to be a um it's going to be a good looker of a game. This I'm, I'm going to love to see it when it's in a you know on a nice planet and all the stuff. Yeah, we had the same sort of thing when Sue was in my ship and we were coming into land. As you say, it was the it was the lighting off the atmosphere and things like that that made it. It was really good. It was really really good. Um, a quick question though on the CZ though. Um, I haven't played many of them so. Are people feeling that the population on them is going down, i.e. less players are playing on them and going and doing something else? Or is it increasing or is it staying the same? What people feeling about it? Well, I'd say it's gone down, obviously, because, you know, everyone's gone and done it, the, the testing on it and, and the stuff that, you know, that needs to be done. Um, I think what's going to happen is unless you arrange a, a match with a different group, It'll just be you and your mates versus a uh, versus the um, the AI really. That, that's a shame. I mean, well, the, it's a big galaxy, <laughs> uh, and um, yeah. I mean, what more can you say about that? Oh, I was just curious. Sorry, Ed. Sorry, Ben was. Uh... Yeah, Ben. Just wondering, I mean, thinking about what you've just said there, Colin, what would you like about the idea of, say, also, also having what we've got in front line in a CQC environment 
And, you know, the other side of that coin, obviously, let's have CQC, but in the real game. Well, you, oh, right. Well, you see, I was, I was, I made the suggestion last week of sort of, can we have an arcade cabinet in the corner of the, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the corner of the, uh, uh, of the bar, which links to the CQC network, because we know that the CQC is supposed yeah. to be a virtual galaxy-wide instant game that breaks all physics as far as we know it. So, <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd be happy with that. It's to so that CQC is just seen as this sort of arcadey game. Psychic. It's the only way I'm going to get sex duple elite is by um, being able to shoot someone in CQC. <laughs> no chance I'm doing it in a in a spaceship. I ain't got no time for that. <laughs> Sean? Yeah, based on what Ben was saying uh, about meeting up and stuff, do you think the player, I, I can't see Frontier doing it, but maybe the players will. Do you, you know, in, in Swotor, there was uh, Ilum, wasn't there? There was. Where, so I wonder if the players are going to create, if you like, an Ilum where that's the place to go for conflict zones. So if you want to fight other players in conflict zones, you go to this place, and it's always in the state of war. So it's almost yeah. like it is like an Ilum, um, because I could see that being popular, because you say the galaxy is very big, and if, but if you want to fight other players, you either have to do it in advance, or you have to <laughs> take it to a recognized, agreed place. So I'm just wondering whether that's possible yeah. in the BTS to have an Ilum, or whether... Indeed, Frontier should maybe create an Ilum. Do you think BTS mechanics don't change, which is, um, you know, it's Frontier, so they could flip a coin. But assuming that BTS mechanics don't change, if they were to create an Ilum, worst case scenario, you would have four days days at war, then two days out of war as standard, or um, you could have seven days and then two days. There is always a two-day break between war days. I couldn't remember right yeah. how gap there was. So yeah, yes, so two days, two days. So it wouldn't be something that you could continually, even if you were manipulating the BGS for them to be, um, for 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 them to cross each other all the time and to trigger wars. Mm-hmm. There is a one day cool down and then a one day pending before war starts. Well, there there are there is a system in the newbie area which is constantly a war. That's that's. Um, that is there as part of the training exercises. You know, you can, you 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 head there, and they they've got conflict zones constantly in in operation, so that people can find out what conflict zones are. Now, I w- I completely agree with um <laughs> with Shannon's like it maybe a a place where you know is in a constant conflict so that everybody knows where it is and if that's that's the place that you'd want to go. But then with Elite, it is a case of you've still got to get there. Yeah. Um, and that's the, the advantage of the CQC is because basically you log into an arcade cabinet and that's it. You're, you're in the game. I'd uh, love the idea of doing like a CQC where you could... Uh, like an actual CQC's tournament, though, where you could register um, like a team of four of you to go against another team of four and have it um, oh, guaranteed that you would both be able to get into into an instance been, and that kind of thing. We have been wanting that since the thing that was launched. They, they yeah. tried something with this, with, what was it, some kind of challenge cup, uh, and they couldn't get it to work, so the, the competition was cancelled. Um, and it was... 
it, it was such a disappointment. I know Crash was quite close to the the, the team that were doing the CQC, and and uh, they, I think they were a little bit disappointed with the way it turned out in the end. Um, I think the yeah, it's, uh, but you know, it's it's one of those things that I think people are are well. I know that Bruce and Arf are big fans of it, and I think yeah. people are beginning to appreciate how good it is once you get a match. It's the damn problem of getting a match. And I think this is uh, this is what I like. We talk about concerns. So this isn't the gripe. I've had my gripe, but this is a concern. Is I'm concerned for the longevity of the non-exploration parts of Odyssey because things like we talk about player league, you know, CQC, you have your team of four, you have a league of players, I don't know, real world rewards, call it what you like for winning the league or whatever it is. So you have that competition element based on organized PVP in the set zone, or you have the ability just to be able to shoot and fight each other in an open area, stuff like that builds relationships between players, it builds rivalry between clans, it's it's all part of a living, visceral world that exists in other games and that many of us have experienced and enjoyed, but I don't see it here at the moment and that concerns me. Right, well, on, <laughs> on that note, I didn't want to end on a bit of a downer, but never mind. <laughs> That's a concern, they're not necessarily up or down, they're just kind of thoughts. Right, um... Well, first of all, we'll go and have a quick glance at what's been happening over in the community. Um, well, we, we do have uh, one um, video to highlight for people today. Um, this is done by Space Bear. It's called N Elite Dangerous No Limits. Um, who can tell me about this one? I can if no one else has seen it. Um, and if you haven't seen it, shame on you, because it's a <laughs> bloody good video. Um, I mean, this is basically this is what I feel an Odyssey, a full Odyssey trailer should look like. It's got gorgeous audio, gorgeous video. Just take two minutes out of your life and watch the darn thing. Um, it is beautiful work, right? And yeah, I don't really want to say anything more than that because just watch it. Yeah, we're, we're kind of scared of spoiling it, really, aren't we? Mm. Hmm. Um, right, in the other news, um, LeafCon. Now, LeafCon is, uh, will be happening in July the 3rd, 4th um, this year. Pending, and this course, is looking like a full-fat LeafCon, isn't it, Colin? It is going to looking like a full-fat LeafCon, as long as, of course, the government still allows it to go ahead. Um, and the elements of fat are six feet apart. And what? The elements of fat are six feet apart. Do they have? Is that going to be the case still back in July? No. Uh, in July, uh, if everything goes to plan, then no, we won't need to be six feet apart. However, and I have to s stress this, if by um, June that has not been lifted, it won't be going ahead because there, there's no way that we can... Um, there's no way... Well, we've been told by... Um, Alan and Karen, that there's no way that people can keep two meters apart in in the bar. For goodness' sake, we know how we know how close that gets. Anyway, also in the main hall. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, assuming that everything goes to plan, 
as far as the restrictions and all that's concerned. Uh, LaveCon will be going ahead on the 3rd and the 4th. We apparently still have gold tickets available, uh, plenty of um, silver and bronze tickets available. So um, they have been selling out fast, uh, and a new round has been released earlier in the week by Karen. So if you want to pop over to the LaveCon uh, site, which I think we'll include in the in the show notes, you can, uh, well, yeah, I, th- I thought I told them the date of the 3rd and the 4th of July. No, I was going to make a comment uh, okay, about how could we make 4th of July Lave Independence Day at LaveCon? Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, um... <laughs> Anything to get a, a, an American thing, in eh? Well, no, I think it's quite it's quite fun. I mean, it, it's it with the first it'll be, for me anyway. It'll be my first time mixing with real people for over a year. So yeah. for me, me, I am so looking forward to LaveCon to be able to see everyone and abuse Ben and all sorts of things like that. I just, you know, I, I'd even even make Suverine sing the um, Story Alert song, all yeah. things like that. I'm just so looking forward to it. Um, yeah, things, yeah, things like Dockers. Oh no! <laughs> so yeah, um, again, I have to stress that it all depends on whether or not the government lifts the restrictions um, as they are planning to on the 21st of June. Uh, fingers crossed, everything looks okay so far. But you never know with this stuff. Uh, okay, Shan, your serious note. Yeah, I was just going to say, one of the things that I, I've noticed Karen stress is that, it, yes, the government can, you know, release the restrictions and stuff like that, but your decision to attend, it sounds obvious, is purely up to your own conscience. Don't feel, you know, pressed into it if you don't feel as though you're going to be safe or mm. other people. So that's, that goes without saying, really. I think that's a, it, it's, it's a personal matter. Yeah, that's, that's understandable. Right. Um, now, does anybody have any other business they'd like to talk about before we move on to the shout-outs? Apart from, of course, Psychic, who's uh, who's who's got a little purple tick. No, I'm good, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we want that. You see that little laugh there? <laughs> we want that. <laughs> we want that, and we're going to put that at the end of the, every show from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Orange Sidewinder is raising one valid concern about LaveCon. Go on, um, then. So or- Orange Sidewinder from over on, on YouTube is validly and correctly concerned that we do not want Streaky Bacon this year. Oh, God. We had Streaky Bacon last year. Last we had, year well, before. in tw- 2019, remember, the bacon was American shit. <laughs> Not proper proper bacon. Can't import anything in this country at the moment, so I expect it won't be American bacon. It'll be British bacon because we can't get it anywhere else. Right. Well, on that note, not even Danish bacon. No, it'll be it'll be banned. The 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 bacon goes in the sandwiches you see, which are impounded by customs. Yes, impounded, impounded by the customs officers, mostly stomachs, I think. <laughs> <laughs> if you want yeah, to right. try and put the thing to bed, should we shut up? Yeah. Um, I think uh, this week's community question, shall we make it, um, would you be prepared to pay 
asks for um, emotes and give us a suggestion of the kind of emote you'd actually pay arcs for. And we're not going to read them all out on the show because yeah, we know what sort of minds people have, Ben. <laughs> I'll read out every single one of them. No, we will. We will. <laughs> We will get Psychic to read out all the smutty ones in the slowest, sexiest voice she can manage. Mate, this is, this is, this is what you're dealing with. <laughs> and then you have to do it as well, Colin. <laughs> I, I, yeah, listen, I, I will put on the smoothest, most Scottish silver velvet. Okay, okay, we, we actually want Obsidian Ant to read them out. No, 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 no. Colin, Colin. Right, say, say, moist patch. In please your... don't, please don't, please don't. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm trying to work out what the, what would be the emote if you typed in slash and moist patch. Oh, right. Let's go to I'll the shout-outs. Uh, our shout-outs. Right, okay, first of all, say hello to our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio. It broadcasts on a Thursday at half past eight. You can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, um, check out the CQC Discord at uh, discord.me slash CQC. All one word. Um, we're also giving shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts. Uh, we'll say hi to Loose Screws, Elite Week, Flight Assist, um, Elite Cast, Canon Podcast, The Fatherhood Podcast, Squeaking Fuel, System Chat, The Guard Frequency, and Allograb AM. <sighs> Have we got any new ones? <laughs> um, for those of you who'd like a, a literary discussion, about sci-fi and fantasy books, please subscribe to the Data Sleep Project uh, podcast, which is created by our station commander, Alan Stroud. Uh, following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Betelgeude. And we'll say special thanks to Commander Tokoso, who has created the, uh, the music for the introduction of the show. So a quick thanks to everybody who has chipped in in the Twitch chat. You've been amazing as usual. <laughs> and any, have you had any in-game commanders get gobbled by the dredger with you? No, uh, there was another in-game commander who was flying an asp, but I didn't recognise him. And I've had no one joining me in Odyssey, although Vangtheon was standing at the bar, but not doing anything. Apparently to say CQC action. <laughs> but that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com. Hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio. Tweet us at laveradio. You can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders come out to, to hang out and chat, and you can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Now, do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 British Summertime and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Ben, uh, thanks to Psykit, uh, little purple tick, and uh, thanks to... <laughs> <laughs> thanks to Shan. And special thanks, of course, goes to today's tech specialist, Commander Ventura. So until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
the most scientifically advanced weapon the world has ever seen. I did not sell it, and I did not detonate it. Something's happening. They're... They're what? Get down! The Bomb. Audio drama by Emily Inkpen from the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities podcast. Thirteenth of April, thirty-three o seven. The fate of the Hesperus. Logs retrieved from the megaship Hesperus by the Scriveners Clan, a salvage and space dredging collective, have shed some light on what happened to the Hesperus one hundred and ninety-three years ago, in July thirty-one thirteen. Owned by the Azimuth Corporation, the megaship appears to have been heading for the California Nebula just a few years after the Adamaster set out for the Colsac Nebula. Like the Adamaster, it met a violent fate. A number of commanders have now managed to decrypt the two sets of logs, which we will now play in their entirety. If you wish to discover the wreck and to decipher the logs yourself, you may wish to stop listening. Each log is annotated at the start by data analysts from the Scrivener's Clan Dredger. Log 1 Most files from the megaship's computer were uploaded without error, but this defied our archiving process. Upon further inspection, I found it to be encoded with a customised algorithm. Timestamp 12 7 31 13 2105. This is Lieutenant Kellerman, Deputy Acting Security Chief on the Hesperus. 
I have to report that this ship has been overtaken by enemy soldiers. Most of the crew are either dead or in hiding like us. It's Farmer Sapien, has to be. They had sleeper agents on board, including some of my own troops. How the hell did they avoid our checks? They must have been waiting all this time, but today they just opened fire. Cut down most of our security first, including Major Amaru, and then the bridge crew. The rest were marched into the cargo hold at gunpoint. In an hour, they controlled the Hesperus. Private Velasco and I managed to gather about half the science team and we've made it to the aft engineering levels without being spotted. I've disabled the sensor suite, so they'll have to search for us in person, which should buy us a few hours. I've fought pharmacopian mercenaries before. Infiltration is their speciality, but this is their biggest operation they've ever pulled unless. Unless maybe the same thing happened to the Adamaster. Makes sense. If they attacked either them or us using ships, proximity sensors would have automatically sent a distress signal to Azimuth. Pharmacopian must know about our probes then, and that they find signs of non-human artifacts. And that means they'll kill anyone to get to them first. The scientists are asking me what's our next step. That's easy. We survive. But I don't have a clue how. Log 2. This is the second file that has resisted automatic processing due to its coded structure. The encryption resembles that of the previous file, suggesting a common source. Timestamp 13 7 31 13 2 32. Lieutenant Kellerman, emergency log, final entry. We've managed to move around undetected for several hours now, although it feels like the ship is deserted. The cargo holds had hundreds of people in prison there. We could hear their shouts ringing through the corridors, but suddenly they all went quiet. Did Pharmacopian, my God. Those psychopaths. We have a plan to jump ship. Velasco has volunteered to use explosive charges to create a distraction while I lead everyone to the launch bays. I've ordered her to rejoin us and not be a hero. I can't afford to lose her. They haven't managed to block my command codes yet, so I'll be able to get full control of all the secondary exploration craft. A few of the scientists have piloting experience, fortunately. Some of them even want to continue the mission, saying there are systems within range that may contain alien artifacts. Let's see if we get out alive first. I'm going to encrypt these logs in the central computer so Pharmacopian won't detect them. But Azimuth will. And at least they'll know what happened. Assuming they ever manage to retake the Hesperus. Log 3. Research Sergeant Indesh obtained this file from the internal drive of an empty EVA suit. It has different encryption from the previous two logs. Timestamp 22 7 31 13 9 40. Recording. This is Junior Engineer O'Neill. I've just come back into the ship and have uh, found everyone poisoned, gassed. They're lying on the floor with their eyes and mouths. Oh, my God. Something's killed them all. I was out on the hull, 
We've been searching for non-human signals using azimuth data to try and locate what they were looking for. The chief started wondering if the sensor arrays were damaged, so I went out to check. Lost all comms. Came back through the airlock and found... I can't risk taking my suit off. This poison gas is probably still in the air. I might be the only one left alive, unless anyone else is suited. Have to go looking. There has to be someone else. Wait. Was this done deliberately? I know some of the Azimuth crew managed to escape. Have they got back on board? Is this them retaking their ship? I should encode this log in case they patch into my suit comms and track me. They might already know where I am, but I'm, I'm just an engineer. That's all I'll tell them. I'll tell them that Pharma Sapien only brought my team along to keep the Hesperus operational after they took over. That's all. They won't kill me too. They're not murderers. They're not like us. Log 4. Datographer Biblion's report. This is the second and final log from the EVA suit. Lector General Caligori has ordered that this and any similar files be transferred to the Strategy College. Timestamp 22-7-31-13-13-08. I'll find out what's happened. The original crew didn't come back. It's just one woman who did this. I'm looking at her body right now, poisoned like all the others. She's wearing a security uniform, ID badge says Velasco. She must have been left behind, and she killed everyone on board. I'm in the life support control centre. I realised how someone could have fed gas to all the living compartments by feeding it through the primary atmospheric processes, and I was right. I can see the chemical tanks marked toxic. They're from the scientist's storage hold. I think being piped into the ventilation network. That's how she did it. Wiped out every living thing, including herself. Everyone but me. I could tear this all down, but I can't decontaminate the entire ship. There'll be pockets of these chemicals lingering everywhere, and just a few breaths would be enough. Enough to... My suit's running low on air. I have spare tanks. But how many? How long can I stay here? How do I... What do I do now? What do I do? The logs end there. The industrial piracy of Pharma Sapien seems to have been repelled at the cost of the lives of most of the crew of the Hesperus. But a large contingent of scientists may have been able to escape and may have continued their mission to find alien artefacts. The mysterious figure, Salvation, who is driving the investigation into the historical events surrounding the Hesperus, and these very early attempts to find Thargoid artefacts has made it very clear that this is not the end of the search. They are researching the next phase of the search for the scientists from the Hesperus. There is far more yet to uncover about this historical tragedy. Forget the Uranus talk. This is the new outro. According to uh, scientists, Uranus is full of methane gas. 
You've been dying for something to replace your Uranus. I think you're right, though, Colin. <laughs> what have you done with Shan, and when can we have him back? I don't know. I'm quite attached to this one, to be honest. Yeah, that, that butt-clenching really was awesome. Hi, I'm Trent Stephen Findlist Jr., and I'm here to tell all you pilots about a great new service. Take a listen to my friend, Pete. My name's Pete, and I'm a long-distance haulier. I drive a Puma shipping farm machinery from Leasty to Sawayo. I love my family and I don't mind being a hard-working blue-collar dad, but I'm tired of seeing my family grow old in front of my eyes. Every time I make the run there and back, I lose 15 days in hyperspace. My family is starting to notice that they're getting older and I'm not. My wife had a baby last week, did a week of shifts and now my kids got teeth. I wish there was some way my family could get old at the same speed as me. There is, Pete. How? By buying into my new service, Findlist Cryogenics, we aim to put the freeze on the premature ageing of your family. The process is simple. Our unique family centres allow you to drop off your loved ones on the way to work. Simply hire the number of cryogenic pods you need and keep your family asleep while you fly among the stars. We ensure synchronicity with your flight patterns so they spend the same time awake that you spend in the cockpit. And when you get home, bingo! Your family is the same age as you. Never lose family time in hyperspace again. We guarantee that you'll never miss another birthday, anniversary or funeral. Wow, Trent, that sounds great. Where do I sign? Simply put your credit card details into our special webpage under the hashtag WeFreezeYourLove. We'll take care of the amounts. No need to worry about that. It's so simple. I can't wait to keep my family in a secure block of ice. It's a weight off my mind. Findalist Cryogenics, now at your local spaceport. Findalist Cryogenics, because the family that grows old together goes cold together. Nate all.